0: Coote, Coote right through, got a pass on to Brass and Brass is in for the try, oh so easy.
1: Nettie to Flannery, Flannery to Rickardson, Ricketson to Fletcher, Fletcher puts the arm up and he goes
0: over, Fletcher scores,
1: now it's one way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney, sets himself, kicks for Tupo, Tupo and Williams, Tupou! Oh, Daniel Tupou! Flying like at
2: 39,000 feet and no turbulence to be found. Eight metres away from that line and here's a run for Vera.
3: Well, Roosters fans, what a weekend to be a Rooster. I mean, Friday night, we saw our mighty men go up there to the might of Brisbane Broncos who came to play, came to play, as it says in the song. Well, I can surely tell you it was a game of two halves. First half, we looked down and out, but I tell you what, through the power of one, there was an old show called Mork and Mindy and he was ahead of his time. He was a time traveler. He used to say Manu Manu and that's exactly what they said on Friday night at Suncorp Stadium. It was a Manu Manu led recovery bells some Roosters fans will remember it. Some will have to Google it. What a performance. What a man. What a man. What a mighty good man. He scores. He tackles. He lives for moments, as Coach Robinson says in the press conference. Well, amazing. It did not end there, folks. It didn't end there at all. We went up to Redcliffe Stadium on Sunday to watch our mighty NRLW women play against the Might of the Dragons. The bookies, they had us as underdogs. Well, we didn't. We got on heavily and heavily backed our girls. Belief was the word from Coach John strange, and believe they did. They controlled the game against all odds. They smashed into each other like you've never seen, and they showed a powerful performance overcoming the Dragons in one of the great games in history, and they made history for themselves and their family and this great club. Welcome to Roosters Radio. What a week. Just to top it off, we are 10 from 10 from Matthew Shield to NRL, including our NRLW Grand Final. Bells, How did you see it? What a weekend to be wearing red, white, and blue. i tell you what it was like, the French Revolution.
4: What a weekend to be a rooster. Friday night, yep, as you mentioned, Bush, that first half, 10-0 down and just... Another game that the boys fought back and came back in the second half. And then Sunday, the girls went down, you know, within the first two minutes. Uh, the Dragons score that try and then that belief came back into it and those girls came back. And it was just an awesome, awesome weekend to be a rooster.
3: Paddy, the producer, standing in for Silky, who is away on holidays, looking to scout for some talent for a future podcast. But Paddy, how did you see the game Friday night? It was exciting.
1: Yeah, it was a great game. I mean, that first half, as you said, Bells, was a bit touch and go there. And even in the second half, they were about the 60th minute when Corey Oates went over again. He ended up getting three tries, which was mm. pretty special mm. when he went over there and it was just back and forth like an arm wrestle. And then big credit to, I know you said Joseph Manu had a blinder, but Sam Walker in the big moments, he kicked that goal and then he clutched up with that nice grubber. So I think he's really starting to find his form and he seems to uh, stand up in the big moments.
4: Yes. I liked his game, Sam Walker. He He played really well and he had a great second half. That kick that you just mentioned, that was vitally important, I thought. The game management was great. If if it wasn't a try, if Satilli didn't score, it was going to be a repeat set. So it was um it was a great, well-executed kick. And yes, Manu, I mean, we could probably talk about him the whole show. He he was absolutely outstanding. Uh, Robbo said it in the press conference. He was asked, is he the best center in the game? And and he confirmed it. Yes, he is the best center in the game.
3: Categorically, yes. It was nice even to mention Katoni Staggs. That was a powerful performance from a young man who just is so strong, you know, and and, and the Broncos came to play. So what I think is exciting, what the Roosters fans, I think, need to uh, digest this week. And again, we always say it. We're not experts. We don't profess to be. We're just like you. We're the fans of the club. But if you we think like about it. We like to think
4: we're experts. Yeah, we would love
3: to think we're experts. But <laughs> when, when I'm
4: you, watching the television and the game, I'm an expert. <laughs> well,
3: absolutely. We all aren't experts. But when you see <laughs> Coach Robinson in the post-match press conference, you learn so much. And what you learn is, you know what? Actually, we did play so much better than you think you did because it was a game of two halves where Mm. Broncos seemed to have the ascendancy and I'm going, oh, you know, like for a moment. And then as we come back and Joey Mano just stood up and and, and just claimed, you know, victory for us with, you know, a couple of great efforts and and, and it wasn't just Joe Mano across the park. You realize our boys played really well. They defended well. Mm. Um, They came together as a team. And and if you watch the press conference on roosters.com.au, you get to learn so much about the performance from from the coach's eye. And I love that. So, you know, there's a few standouts, a couple of injuries, Natty Butcher, he looks to be okay. Jared's been cleared, I believe, Bell's from the judiciary, which is good news.
4: I tell you what, he had a great game as well. He played awesome. That first half, he played 28 minutes in that first half and he was third in the rung metres, 78 metres, and he was second in the tackle count uh, at 28 tackles. So, For him to play twenty eight minutes of that half and be up there in those statistics, he he's just he's on fire. I just he I think we mentioned it last year in the podcast. He's getting better with age. He he's just playing so well.
1: I think a notable mention to Angus Crichton, too. I think he had a real good impact off the bench. I mean, obviously he had a bit of a slow start to the year, to be honest, but I think Robbo putting him back to that bench spot is really kind of fired him up and that impact he had, I mean, once he came on the field, you saw him set up that try for Sam Walker, but just the plays off the ball and in defense and he just seemed to be everywhere. So yeah, really, really good to see him back to his potential.
4: Yeah. He makes a huge impact off the bench. Uh, imagine, you know, him running on at full steam when everyone's got some tired legs and he yeah, just, absolutely. he hits holes and that, that ball onto Walker was phenomenal. So that was a great try.
3: Well guys, bring it back to Jared Weir-Hargroves for a second. I was just, uh, you know, talking to you both off-air pre-show about his performance, and he was amazing, and I think he's got to start. Um, we said that last week. Uh, you know, a couple of first two weeks, he sort of didn't seem to get into the game like he normally does. He owes this club nothing. He owes the game nothing. He owes New Zealand nothing. He owes the All-Stars nothing. He's such a great player. He's mm. such a great leader on and off the field. And I was just looking at the amount of games. He's played 259. If you calculate we've got 22 rounds to go, and you factor in next year, Jared could go on to be our highest capped player ever and our most capped rooster, which would be fitting for such a a great leader of this club.
4: That's actually massive because he's a forward. So, you know, no disrespect to the backs, but the forwards they do they they take a lot more big hits. You know, it's it's harder on the body, Mm. uh, and you know, it's just huge for an upfront front rower to cap in games for a club is, and that's phenomenal. It's a great achievement.
1: Yeah, it would be fitting. I mean, I'm 23. So as long as I've supported the Roosters, I remember Hargraves. I can't remember him not being there, to be honest with you. And so many moments stand out of his career and um, it'd be really fitting to see him up there with a, uh, at least he will hit 300, you would think. Mm. And that, that would be amazing. But if he could cap that record, I mean, from one legend to another, Orbo to JWH.
3: Absolutely, and you, and you see what he means to the players, you know, you, you get the footage in the dressing room for us, um, you know, Russ's fans afterwards, he's got the esky out, he beats the drum for the team song, so he just brings so much, and I think, uh, you know, Victor summed it up best last week when he said, do you know what, we have absolute faith when Jared's on the field that we're okay, and it's a great bit of confidence for our players. Well guys, changing gears and moving to the big one, Sunday, our NRLW History Making Women Well, they made an account of themselves that I think will go down in the hearts and minds of Roosters fans as one of the great victories. It was such an exciting game, Bells. We talk often to you about this and, uh, you know, uh, if you had the opportunity to play, I mean, how did you sit? You must have been sitting there going, well, I would have loved to have done this because we know you could have.
4: Oh, what a game of football. You know, two minutes in and and St. George score and, you know, obviously you're like, oh no, here we go. But those girls just fought they dug deep the they just came back and the belief in themselves they spoke a lot about belief and Strangey did with us uh, last week on the podcast and it just came out on the field it just some of those hits and the forwards that were running the ball up they were huge tackles and they were great they were just I don't know I'm just speechless I was watching it thinking oh my gosh this is a great
3: game of football. Patty, how did you see it?
1: Yeah I think it was really well deserved I mean you can't say they didn't earn it. They knocked off the the premiers favorites the week before in the Broncos and then that first two minutes was a bit worrying, but they fought and they had the belief. And we spoke to John Strange last week, the coach who spoke about belief and we're speaking to Corbin Baxter and Jess Sergis today. I'll be really interested to hear what they've got to say about the belief in the team and really well deserved and congratulations.
3: Absolutely. I mean you think about it, I am so excited today. We're going to dedicate today's Roosters radio show to the NRLW history-making women's team. And, Patty, you rightfully said that we have Corbin Baxter and Jess Sergis coming on as our guests live on Roosters Radio today. And, Bells, you know, two great players, two great role models for Women's Rugby League, but now two premiership and one's a captain, premiership history-making girls. You must be excited.
4: Yes, super excited to chat with the girls today. Can't wait to hear about just the journey of getting to this Grand final, Mm. and and just actually being out on the park and how they felt and the emotions, and Mm. it's going to be a great interview. Looking forward to it, boys.
3: Absolutely. Well, you're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back with the women of the moment, Jess Sergis, and our captain, Corbin Baxter, right after this. (coughs) Well, Roosters fans, we all know what happened on the weekend. Bells. We talked about it last week on Roosters Radio. We talked a couple of weeks ago to our captain, Corbin Baxter, and our coach, Johnny Strange. I talked to Robbo about it this morning. It is the word on everyone's lips. And I can't tell you, people are salivating over how exciting it is to watch a girls' game of rugby league, but more exciting for Roosters fans because we are the champions, my friend. And joining us today is our inspirational leader and captain, Corbin Baxter. And of course, Jess Sergis, just playing out of their skin delivering to our club something that, you know, we had belief, you know, we watched the journey, but we want to hear, and the fans want to hear from you two girls. Firstly, congratulations, and secondly, welcome to Roosters Radio.
2: Thank you. We are the champions. That
3: sounds good. That sounds real
2: good. (laughs) Um, It's great to
3: be here. Thanks for having us on the show. Girls, I just can't believe we're sitting here and, you know, we've got you on Zoom, and you look amazing, and you just don't realize that, you know, Less than three, four days ago, you were out there bashing the opposition and bashing each other. They respect us and George. They came to play. Corbin, as our leader, I'll I'll go to you first, if you wouldn't mind. What's it like to be in a grand final? What was the atmosphere like? And just talk us through the journey.
2: It was unreal. I remember running out there and actually running out with Jess. She was on my side. And... The only thing that I felt like I could do was just, like, smile. I had the biggest grin on my face. So did Jess, who were just soaking up the moment. Um, The atmosphere was amazing. It was awesome up there at Redcliffe Dolphins home ground. And, yeah, being two New South Wales clubs um, playing NRLW Grand Final in Queensland, you would you know, maybe question whether the people would turn up, but, um, yeah, the fans showed up as amazing experience. We had, um, some, some great support behind us and yeah, just something that I'll never
3: forget. Jess, they interviewed you after the game and your smile looked like the entrance to Luna Park. Everyone just loved it for you, but you know, it was pretty intense out there and you know, you, you played amazing. Uh, can you tell us your experience?
0: Oh, well, yeah. Going off what Corby said, Um, I think running out, I'm quite serious. I don't think I ever smile running out of games. I'm, yeah, really just trying to soak in that moment. But, yeah, same as Corby, all I could do was smile. And I think we were just really overwhelmed with all the support we had there. So, yeah, it was obviously a moment that I'll um never forget. But, yeah, that game was next level for me. It was probably the fastest half I've ever played in my life. I remember looking up at the clock and there was about 45 seconds to go in that half and, I just had to take that in for a second because I think all the best games they go so quickly. So saying that though, the last half went a bit longer. I wanted that to hurry up and speed up as fast as I could as well. But yeah, that was it was a overwhelming feeling. I think being in a grand final before and knowing how to feel the loss, it's it's devastating. So to be on that other other side to experience the win and feel all that emotion and joy. It was um, It's honestly, it's up there for me. I've never felt that emotion before. My dad saw me after the game and we got our photos back and he said, Jess, you just look like a little girl. You just were that excited. It took me back years ago and it kind of shocked him a little bit. So yeah, it was probably one of the highlights of my career.
4: Well, it was a fantastic game ladies it was just awesome to watch on Sunday just taking it back a week earlier you know that phenomenal win against Brisbane that you had and then leading up into this game what was the grand final week like coming into the game? Yeah it was an
2: interesting one obviously we were on a massive high coming off a really big upset in the semi-final against the the three-time reigning premiers and the Broncos I think a lot of people you know didn't expect us to win that game but that sort of made it that much sweeter. Um, We took a lot of confidence from it, um, but I remember straight after that match, our coach, John Strange, said, you know, lap it up right now, but tomorrow we've got a new job and that's grand final week against the Dragons. So, um, yes, we, we, um, entered that grand final week with some confidence, but we knew that it was going to be a whole nother challenge coming up against the Dragons. So, um, yeah, it it was a, it was a really big week. Everyone was really switched on, but it was a really nice balance of just staying calm and and enjoying being around the team. It was actually really nice playing up in Queensland because we got to spend a few days with each other and have some quality time to make
0: the most of that grand final week. So, um, and I think coming off that, I think if we didn't have that grand final in Queensland, we wouldn't have been been able to have those four days together. And I think being in the women's comp, we don't have a lot of time together as a whole. So I think, yeah, those four days were really good for us. We got to bond on another level. We got to see each other yeah. every day. And it just it makes it that much more special.
2: Yeah. They're the memories you take, those experiences, the lead up as much as you remember the the lifting the trophy yeah. and getting that premiership ring. I think it's yeah, those experiences learning up that everyone will remember the most. Yeah.
4: So back to the game, you mentioned the feeling that you had running out and that it was amazing. What was the feeling like two minutes in when they scored that try? And how
0: did you lift from that? I can I'll answer that one. It's a bit more my fault. But um yeah, I just it just yeah, just obviously they they completed off one of our errors and yeah, I think they just I saw Emma Tomogato coming out the back and I just knew how much speed she had. So Yeah, I probably still had a little bit of nerves. Obviously, it was the first minute and and 30 seconds into the game. So, yeah, I think I was still trying to fight off, I guess, those nerves. And, yeah, they just scored. So, I'd rather them score in the first minute than the last minute of the game. So, it did wake us up a little bit. It definitely woke me up. And, um, yeah, I think we, we like to do that. We like to put a bit of pressure on ourselves. I think it makes us a bit more hungrier. But, yeah, I guess them scoring, it just it just made us more hungry. So, yeah. and I think it showed we didn't let them score a point for the rest of the game. So, we pretty much just, you know, said, let's just flush that. Like, we'll yeah.
2: forget that ever happened. It was literally the first minute. Kylie came on, gave us a bit of a spray and then said, get over it. And we've yeah. got 69 minutes still to <laughs> go. So,
1: yeah. yeah. Now, what about on the other end of that, in the 66th minute when Olivia Higgins crosses over the line? What were the feelings there? Did you you think you had it in the bag at that stage?
0: yeah uh, there was it was oh uh, I felt a lot more relief I, yeah <laughs> yeah was, yes. like, we up. were only we're only a try up and then I guess Hugo went over um and there was only a few minutes left and I that's when it kind of hit me I was like holy holy hell like yeah. I think we've got this and um for me personally we were walking back we were pretty pumped I started to get really emotional and um one of my best mates on the sideline Kezie was there and We kind of just made eye contact for that for that second and um she like she whispered like I'm so proud of you and that really hit me and I started to have like tears come down and I was like I looked up at the clock and I was like Jess, there's still two minutes like (laughs) join the game, don't do this, like like anything can happen. So um Yeah, but that was a really key moment for me. I think that that's when it hit me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a big moment. Hugo crossing the line. Big play. I think there's a bit of controversy around it, but I actually took her opportunity.
0: I watched that back back and they said there was a bit of controversy because Kelly was on the floor. Yeah. But I saw they tried to go for that one on one trip. Yeah. So they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. Of course Um, they did. We're going to take that. We
4: deserved it. 100%.
3: (laughs) Take the opportunities where you can, I say.
4: (laughs) Now, girls, the backs played awesome, but the forwards, those girls going forward, I mean, obviously everyone knows when the forwards go forward, the backs can do what what they're there for, but, geez, the girls played well up front. They did. They did. I
2: could sit here all day and talk about our forwards. I just think they've... They've been the rock of the team. Like, Sala's been leading the way, Sarah Tokutuki. She's um, had an incredible season. I think um, she's played her best footy that we've ever seen and just – off field, what she brings, like her leadership skills are second to none. I think she really rallied those middles together. And then, you know, having the likes of Hannah Southwell, Maya Hilmoana, um, and then little young gun Keely Joseph, who's been with us from the very start, um, as like a under, 17-year-old, she's been training with us as a development player from from the very beginning and to see her debut this year and and be such a huge part of our middle pack and, um yeah, bring a lot of energy into into our team has been great to see. But, yeah, each game where we've looked good is because they've set the platform um, and they've allowed the likes of Jess and Isabel and Olivia Koenig and, and all our, you know, outside backs to, to show what they can do as well. So, yeah, they've been huge for us.
3: Common, what about that? I um, mean, you you made an amazingly classy speech, and you weren't overshadowed by any chance. You were equaled though easily by Tokatuki when she made her beautiful speech at the end of the game, and it was just it just endeared everyone. I wanted to jump into the TV and just give her a hug. You know, it's amazing.
0: That's solid to a T. She's oh, she's so respectful, and I think yeah. every, before every game we get we get in a circle and we pray, and she just brings that just that extra touch into the team, and yeah, she's the most genuine, beautiful person I've actually ever met. And yeah, that speech was hands down probably the one, like it got all of us emotional, but it even, it got all my family too. And we're not the most religious people, but I think it just showed how much she cared and just how beautiful she is. So she just bring people together.
3: The energy she brings on the field just physically is incredible, but when you hear her speak and it was really nice and it taught us as Roosters fans, you can only imagine how she must motivate you girls. As you just said, Jess, like in a in a prayer circle, whether you're religious or not, it has an effect on the team and it lifts you to, to do greater things. Yeah, you know, there were so many players across the park. I mean, it was no surprise, um, you know, she was man of the match, but any of you could have picked up that honor. But one player that stood out for me that just cuts them in half. And I think anyone that plays rugby league, I mean, you know, we have this male-female domination thing going on. She plays like a guy who used to be called Bradley Clyde is Hannah Southwell. Her defensive technique, I would never run at her if you paid me, not even on the drink.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, We've played against her and with her, and, yeah, I think it's safe to say we love having her by our sides. But she's sort of just been that player over the years that you can compare to the guys because she's just like – textbook tackler she folds people in half i think like yeah she's she's just so impressive to watch yeah she is and it's, she's just a she's just a great footy player a good egg off the field as well but yeah just a tackle tech i think um That's everyone can see that she's she's definitely um the best in the
3: business yeah. for sure just want to touch on coach john strange one thing that was uh, two questions i got one is what did he say at halftime and two is He's created such an amazing culture that the level of respect and love, you know, the father figure you talked of in your speech is, is amazing. And, and uh, you know, he deserves every bit of that victory. You could see what you girls mean to him. We've spoken to him on Roosters Radio the week before. Bells and I have interviewed him with yourself, Corbin, up at the captain's club. So first of all, question one is what did he say at halftime? And question two is how important is Strangey to this team?
2: At halftime, he was actually pretty calm. I think he had he's had the faith in uh, the belief in us from the get go, and I think even being just four points down, he knew that we were yet to play you know our best footy of the match. Um, we had created some some good momentum and some good opportunities, and that's just what he um, made us realize. You know, we are creating opportunities. We just need to ice them off a little bit better, yeah, j- just to execute a little bit better. Like, it was very. Practical advice, yeah. um, which is just what we needed to just you know take each minute by minute and get the job done rather than thinking too much about winning the match. It was just about get out there, do your job, yeah, and stick to the process. Stick to the process, just, yeah,
0: yeah. We didn't want to get too um, over. I think thinking about the end result, we just had to really stick in there and win that next thirty-five minutes. And
2: yeah, actually, one more thing. I remember he asked right before. Like, if we want it, we've got to go get it the dragons aren't going to give it to us. Yeah. And yeah, you just asked this question, how, like how much do you want it? And I think that was what, we, our bellies. <laughs> yeah, what we needed to, to just fire up a little bit and get cracking for the second half.
0: And I think um, what he does to the club, I know for me personally, he was a really big reason why I did want to come to the Roosters. I've heard such high things about him, especially at Clubland, the Central Coast Roosters. So everyone I've spoken about, they've always got such good things to say. And I really love love that as a coach. I love, um, obviously, respect is such a big thing in the women's game, but I think having that genuine friendship on the side. And I think I've really learned that with Strangie. He can be that really serious um, coach when we're there. He really likes to switch on and get straight into it. But then he's definitely got that other aspect of him where he's that fun, playful side and likes to crack on and have have a few jokes with the girls. So, yeah, I think we've got so much respect for him. And I think he just, yeah, he knows his football. Um, He knows how to win. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and I think he's won like every female Every female
2: team that he's coached, I think he's taken the premiership out, out, so yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, he's a great guy, and
0: even better coach, so yeah, very, we're very lucky to have him.
1: Keeping on the topic of the coach, last week when we spoke to him, he kept referring to the word belief. What was the mm-hmm. belief like in your playing group this year?
2: It was definitely there the whole time in saying that it, it was rocky, like we yeah. had some some very low moments, to be honest. Like um, I remember after the second loss, I unfortunately missed out on a couple of games, but it was actually interesting um, as the captain to sort of see how the girls dealt with that. And it was tough, but just the way that we sort of digged ourselves out of it um, as sort of heartbroken as we were early on to, to lose some games and almost feel like we were out of the competition to just quickly snap out of it. And and just say, hey, we never quit, we never die, let's keep going and pushing on, and just controlling what we could control, which was getting to training, showing up, having trust in our coach, having trust in each other, Um, obviously getting a win. That first win helped and and added a bit of confidence to, to the group, and then I think the belief just kept building from there. And, yeah, even when we lost that first game against the Dragons, um, that belief that we played some good footy and that it was still in us was there and we're obviously gifted a bit of an opportunity in the in the semifinals, but we made the most of it and um yeah, and ine- inevitably got us to the grand final. And um I think it would be that word, the belief that got us through in the end.
4: Well, ladies, the full-time siren goes on Sunday. You know, you're in the middle of the park, you've just won the grand final, we've got the presentation. What's it like? up on that stage together and to hold that trophy up? Oh
0: my god I to oh it was it's just it was just a moment that I think happened so fast like if I could go like I don't know if I can go back I would just want to do so many more things but it was just in the moment and I think that's the best thing about it that it was just all a blur and I think having Corby up there and being a birthday and being able to hold that trophy up and I guess how much she's done and she's done and what the club's done for us. It was just, it made it so much more special. So I wish I could just go back to relive that like last 40 minutes and just have that, that celebration again. But yeah, it's it's just, it's oh, it's a pinch moment and yeah. uh, it's what everyone dreams of. So I'm so glad that we got to experience it. I was thinking I needed to do a few extra push presses
3: because
2: that thing was heavy.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: the <laughs> adrenaline, adrenaline must yeah. have yeah. just
4: yeah. been running.
2: The
3: last <laughs> bit of adrenaline in you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it took it out of me. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and the rings, have you got them on, ladies? What, what are the rings like? We don't.
2: They're, they're amazing. We... They're a bit small for every other thing, or mine at least, except yeah, for the pinky, yeah. but they're huge on my pinky, so I'm so scared to lose it. So yeah. mine's in my box. Bit
0: of an awkward size. They fit just the pinky, but they're just that little too big. So You yes. have to get those we resized. It, we wore, yeah, we wore it all day on the Sunday, and I remember just trying to grip oh, it. Oh, no, because we're walking around We did have someone lose it for about five, ten minutes, and then we found it at the bottom of the Yeah, bin. <laughs> I think it scared us. So, <laughs> so, so we the were it the the bin.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you found it uh,
0: yeah it just made us um grip onto it that yeah. little bit more so
2: yeah
0: but it's like, um
2: it's pretty cool that's like that's been the missing piece i think all for me at least so yeah that's going to hold a special place in, in our hearts forever, for
4: sure. So the celebrations, I asked Strangey during the week, do you have Mad Monday? I'm not sure if you have Mad Monday, but what was it like celebrating? You went out that evening or give us a rundown. I wanted to be there. I wanted to gate crash, but give us a rundown. We <laughs> did
3: call it Silly Sunday. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it was actually the best—the best time together. After the game, we we
2: just took our times in the sheds. We sang our song. Yeah, we had a couple of drinks, popped some champagne,
0: all the Premiership-winning stuff. Went back on the field. Yeah. for like forty-five minutes, which yeah. I love. Like we, I think in the moment, as I said, it just happened so quick and it was such a blur. But Stranger did say, soak it in in about half an hour. Let's go back on the field. And just soak it all up and that was probably that was probably the highlight for me I think being with all our team and the staff and being able to thank everyone and just really taking it in that um yeah it just it made it feel that much more real and I think we had that downtime to be like holy hell what just happened yeah so and when you're yeah when you win a
2: premiership, it's it's very unlikely you're going to be with the same group of people, both players and staff. So we just tried to enjoy each other's company um, for an extra hour out on the field, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we head back, had some family and friends join us, had, had a bit of an awards ceremony yeah. and um, danced the night away. It's good fun. It so
0: fun.
4: <laughs> now that was uh, 2021 season that we played this year. So we've got like some more football, to, which is great to look forward to towards the end of the season. What's the plan moving forward from here for um, our next season, which is our 2022 season?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's actually non-stop. I was actually saying to Corby just before we got in, um, we've only got a week off and then we're straight we're straight back into footy next week. So it's, it's good. I think it keeps us on our toes. And I think um, the other side of that is we're probably going to be at our best the whole year having so much footy. So... We've got a we've got a quick turnaround season um back at Harvey Norman. And then before we know it, we're gonna be back in that twenty twenty-two season. And it is a big year for us, but I think we've never had that before. And we're really we're really ready to take that on board and to try and play our best footy possible. So
3: it yeah. should be good. Jess, I'm gonna fire one at you, then Corb, I'm gonna talk about you, which is probably uncomfortable. But I had a coffee with Trent Robinson this morning. Just by chance, I actually gate crashed his breakfast and um I ran into Robo, and we just, talk. it's on everyone's lips. You know, it's, you go to the coffee shop, you go to the gym, you go somewhere. What about those girls? And I spoke to Robo about the special moment. I said, I hope you addressed him. You know, we're, we're mates and, uh, you know, Bell's husband played with Robo, and um, we coach his kids. So we're familiar with each other and we always interview on Russ's Radio, but we talked about leadership. Jess, what's it like to have a leader like Corbin, uh, you know, lead you and the team out and just keep you calm, you know, off for two weeks with COVID and just come back with an absolute you know, amazing. Uh, you know, couple of performances. What's it like, Jess, for you know to be led by Corbin?
0: I've been very fortunate. I've had Corby in my life before forty, so I definitely know her on that deeper level and how she is as a person. And she definitely is that same person on the field. She's very humble and genuine. So, I think saying that, having those two weeks at the start of our year, our of the campaign. We were a bit rocky and, um, I guess we had those leaders on the field, but I think Corby just brings that extra buzz that we needed. And I think it definitely showed her coming back into that squad. And, um, I guess, we're winning that third game and just really lifting our spirits. But I think, um, Corby definitely leads with her words as much as her actions. And she really brings that calmness into our squad. And I think she's been, she's been there over the years and she's had those high moments. She's had those low moments. So I really think she knows how to balance that and it just keeps us all calm. She, um, I guess, uh, yeah, her words are just there and she really, um, Puts that fire in our bellies, but then she goes out on the field and she delivers with her actions as well. And she's probably in the game one of the safest and um, one of the safest fullbacks. And I know that she's going to do her role. And I think um, just having her on that field, it just brings that that safe component to our game. And I can rely on her so much. So thanks, yeah. mate. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, it's, it, it,
3: it's so nice to hear, but it, it, it's so evident to see, Corbin, and that pickup. In the game where they uh, St George put a little kick through, and you just came in. It might have been a drop ball, but it was it was rolling along the ground, and you just picked it up so confidently, so comfortably, and that just says to your players, "I got you." And I love that. And I mentioned that moment to Robbo today. Like there were so many highlights for me as a Roosters fan. You know, we've got such family history, all of us here, and you girls included. And you've done something for our club that's history making. Uh, and I said to him, you know, what do you think? And you know, we all know we revere our coach, and you know, he's a great friend. But we revere how he thinks. You know, same with Strangey. And he said. Mate, they're so well led. Corbyn spent three months with us. He said she is such an impressive leader, and and I don't mind telling you that. And and you know, talking out of school. But what does leadership mean to you? How proud are you to lead this team of girls? And what does leadership mean to you?
2: Uh, it, it's been, or like an absolute honor being the captain of of this team. Um, yeah, I think leadership doesn't really come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always sort of like get sick of my voice, and I'm actually quite like. Intro, like I can be extroverted, but I'm quite introverted as well. So I feel like it's been a bit of a journey and I, I've developed sort of my own style. And um, finally, in the last probably year or so, being comfortable with standing tall and claiming and, and being proud of being a leader. Um, and I think that comes from um, the team the The backing of Sydney Roosters, they give me a lot of confidence in myself to um, just do what I do and be myself and and be proud to be a leader and and do it my way. So it, it means a lot. Um, I'm just really lucky to have yeah great support from the Sydney Roosters um, that they believe in me as well and and yeah I think that's what it all comes down to making making um, myself feel comfortable to be in that position and it, it's obviously comes with um, a lot of pressure and whatnot but um, yeah just to have the, the backing of the club and the girls it means the world to me
3: yeah well I think on that note girls you've got not just the backing of the club the coach each other the girls you have simultaneously just crossed boundaries with rugby league and you know I, I was talking to a lot of men say oh, I can't watch that girls game I said well you're an idiot I said you're missing out I said and, they and, you don't know, say it anymore and you know what they said today <laughs> they looked at the grand final I said mate They looked at the game against the Broncos, to be honest, and they said, mate, you're right. I've been preaching this, and I've preached it since watching State of Origin a couple of years ago, saying how exciting it is and stuff. But you girls have made history. You've made history for yourselves. You've made history for our great club. You've made history for your family. And you've made it together. And I love seeing this relationship that you guys, you know, off before we started, you know, beatboxing, having fun. You can just see the joy and excitement. I'm (laughs) going to tell you, (laughs) (laughs) that energy transfers over to the fans. We get so much joy out of seeing you girls not only just perform so well, but just see how much it means to you and your families and how much you guys mean to each other. So from us at Roosters Radio, we're so proud of you. We're proud of you. Mm. We're we're so behind your cause, your efforts, and your abilities. and, And long may it last. Thank you so much for giving us a moment. We won't forget. We would have loved to have been there. Bells and I talked about it. You know, we only just come through COVID and we couldn't travel, but... I tell you what, you know, we don't have to be. We watched it on TV every moment, and you gave us so much joy. So, congratulations. Get those rings resized and don't lose them. And we will be either hosting or at the events that we will be celebrating this for years to come. There'll be reunions and stuff, and one day you'll be old ladies with bad knees um, and still good attitudes. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got one. <laughs> yeah, true. But thank you so much for you know sharing your time and your experience on Roosters Radio what you've brought to the club and just being as classy athletes as you are and on and off the field. We really appreciate it. Congratulations and well done. Thank you,
2: thank you for letting us share, yeah. share our experience and um, yeah, giving us a platform to speak. We, we really appreciate you having, having us on the show. So thank you. For sure. Thanks, guys.
1: Well, Roosters fans, join Bush and Silky live at East Leagues from 4.30 p.m. Saturday, the 7th of May. To watch our Sydney Roosters take on the Gold Coast Titans from 5:30 PM, enjoy some laughs and chats with players, past and present, some trivia, giveaways, autographs, and catch the Roosters live from Mackay. Don't forget 49% off Happy Hour for two hours after full time. You know where you'll find me at the official home of the Sydney Roosters East Leagues. Ah, ready? Yeah! Give me an hey! Give
2: me an hey! Give me Yes! Hey! Hey!
3: Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Well, Bells, I mean, wow, they just speak for themselves. How classy, Chess Sergis and our captain, Corbin Baxter, how enjoyable is the energy in their voice and the excitement, and what history making for them and their families. Just so proud. So good. Proud to be part of the interview.
4: It was a great interview. They're so humble and they're just so real. Uh, it was just fantastic to hear from them and the emotion and the game and after and, you know, the celebrations and it was just awesome. It was all awesome to chat with
3: those girls. Absolutely. And Patty the producer, I'm mate proud of the fact that you're on here and uh, what a great moment for you and your uh, podcasting career on Roosters Radio.
1: Yeah, it was a great interview. Really insightful and I'm looking forward to the the next season. As you heard, they've only got the week off and- they're straight back into it. So back to back. It's got a good ring to it at the roosters.
3: Absolutely. And uh, you know, it would be great to see if the girls could achieve that, uh, those dizzy heights. And Coach Robinson had a chat to him. So hopefully between him and John Strange, uh, you know, we can make that happen next year. And I'll tell you what, Bells, we won't be missing that game.
4: No, nope, that sounds like a great plan. Now, on to the footy this weekend. Boys. Absolutely.
3: Talk to us about it.
4: Sunday game at the SCG against the Warriors. It's the twentieth. Year anniversary since our grand final win against the Warriors, and I believe they might be wearing the strip as well. Pat, is that right? To um,
1: yeah, both teams are running it back to the the jerseys they both wore on the day, so they're, they're making a big thing out of it. When we had Mini on a couple of weeks ago, he spoke about they've got all the players coming, so they've got the full team there. And as he mentioned, it would have been a while since they've all caught up, so I'm sh- no doubt it'll be a big day for. For both the on-field players and the off-field A
4: big players, big reunion. <laughs> Absolutely,
3: Patty. One of the memories I think you would have had around that time is probably breast milk. Is that right? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I tell you, my memory. I had Brian Fletcher for last try scorer, and I'll just always remember that <laughs> he got up.
1: Well, Patty, you at how old were you? No, two thousand two. I would have been three, three years old. Wow! What a great memory.
3: I mean, you would have been running around Little Roosters top, of course. But uh, I don't know. A lot of your family are, unfortunately, Souths fans, and 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 obviously uh, medically um, not well either. <laughs> but um, Paddy, it was just exciting. It was how Bell's how's, How good was it? I mean, it oh, was the club a great afterwards. game. Yes, we are Fletch for the last try scorer, and you know, just that that year, you could just feel the ascendancy. You know, they got beaten by the Broncos in two thousand. Freddie was the captain. There was so much to like about the year. Mini just come out of the blocks, you know, yeah, played, yep. played on the win in that grand final. And, um, you know, the year just built. And before you know it, you know, Ricky Stewart, first, uh, you know, first year coaching, uh, took him to that dizzy heights of winning a premiership. And Freddie holding the trophy after getting hit by Villasanti. There's, there's so many memories and vivid images that mm-hmm. come to my my mm-hmm. mind. And it was a great time to be a rooster. And it was a great time for us, you know, the great Luke Rickardson, just uh, you yeah, on and off the field, amazing.
4: I think it's going to be a great game just purely for the fact that it is the 20th year anniversary and the Warriors are, they've got nothing to lose on Sunday. And, you know, they're, they're going to come out fighting at the SCG and it'll be a great game of football.
3: Well, they had a great account of themselves last week and, uh, you know, they seem to have had a little bit of form. So I think something the fans can look for do, you know, Easter Sunday game, Sunday afternoon's difficult. A lot of people are away. But Roosters fans, get out there in your droves as we know you always do. And uh, let's get into, uh, you know, support our boys and let's celebrate, you know, the the milestone that it was. This time 20 years ago, Paddy was just uh, sitting back, suckling on the teat of a plastic warm bottle, watching the (laughs) footy.
4: It's a great day to watch football, all those Easter eggs in the morning and then the roosters in the afternoon, but also up at the club bush, you can, um, there's a free shuttle bus going from to and from the game. So you can head out there and then head back to the club and they've got some live music happening from 4pm up in the Artie's Bar. So Great spot to be.
3: Great spot to be. Well, before we get uh, the show wrapped up, Paddy, fearless prediction. What do you think against Warriors? Sunday afternoon, 20th anniversary, so much to play for. How do you see it?
1: I'm thinking we go big. I think it's an important game for us. I think if we win this one, we're going to go on a real hot streak. I'm going to say Roosters 28, Warriors 8, and I reckon Satili for a double for all the punters out there.
3: Wow, there's a little bit of special there, Bells. I mean, big score. I mean, Sunday afternoon, you've been here before. What's your fearless score prediction?
4: Well, I think it's going to be a big score at the SCG on Sunday. Uh, I like Pat's prediction. Um, I'm probably, you know, along the same thoughts there. I'm picking 32 to 18. There's a lot of tries there. I'm hoping that Butcher comes back. He's uh obviously going through the HIA yep. protocols this week. He he copped a bad head knock and I'm not sure if uh Takeoho will would be back either. He is training mm. this week. He's running on in mm. training, but uh yeah, it'll be good to see him back on the on the paddock and yeah, let's go, boys.
3: Well, I, I don't necessarily agree with the eighteen points. I think uh we've got a lot of defence in us and I think we base our game around, you know, pride ourselves on the Bondi wall. Uh so Bells, I'm gonna gazump that. I'm going to say Roosters 36, Warriors 10, and uh, they're going to miss a goal. It's going to be from the left-hand side of the post. Just I'm just channeling the uh, the coach whisperer here. He's taught me the value of energy. But I want to say, uh, yeah, Roosters 30, 36, Warriors 10.
4: Well, that's all we've got time for on Roosters Radio today. A big thank you to our guest, Corbin Baxter and Jessica Sergis what a great interview it was with those girls. Well done.
3: Fantastic.
4: We are on Roosters Radio. Go the boys on Sunday against the Warriors. And as we say,
1: East, East to win. It's know how to play the game. They play
0: it hard and fair. East know how to win the game. They give more than their share. They're great to see in action. These boys will show the way. Put the Roosters on the field. They'll show